Hello, you beautiful soul. Welcome to the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker. If you would like to pick my brain as to all the wonderful ways that we can optimize your skin and rejuvenation journey, book your one-on-one with me. If you would like to work with Katie to optimize your sleep and biohacking journey, book a one-on-one with Katie. You can learn more about booking with us in the show notes of this episode or head on over to beautyandthebiohacker.com and you can find our one-on-one booking links there. Be sure to use promo code BB15 for 15% off of your one-on-one session with Katie or I. Enjoy today's episode. So welcome to another episode of Beauty and the Biohacker, where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I'm your co-host, Katie Moore, the biohacking part of Beauty and the Biohacker with over three years of experience self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness, and I have my own YouTube channel, Katie Type A. And I'm Rachel Varga, board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011, performed over 19,000 procedures. I'm an international clinical trainer, celebrity skin expert, and I just love helping both the patient and the professional really optimize what they're doing at home to become their most beautiful, radiant, and vibrant version from the inside and out. And today we are thrilled to have Tina Anderson on the show. Tina founded the wellness company Just Thrive alongside her husband, Billy, after both of them left their corporate careers to pursue their true life's passion, which is natural health and wellness. And Just Thrive has exploded into the probiotic space in the last few years, and it's the first 100% spore-based probiotic of its kind. Just Thrive has been featured on podcasts like Wellness Force and Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey, and we are so excited to have you here on Beauty and the Biohacker. So welcome to the show, Tina. Oh, thank you, Katie. And thank you, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here today. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And let's dive right into your unique backstory, because when I started to learn a little bit about your history as an attorney and then the pharmaceutical industry, and now you're in natural wellness, tell us kind of what was that aha moment for you that really got the ball rolling with wanting to be in this kind of space where you are developing probiotics that are so unique. And uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your, your side of the story. Yeah, you bet. Um, it's, it is quite an interesting journey. Um, I started out my professional career as an attorney. As you mentioned, I was in civil litigation, working crazy hours, um, finding not much satisfaction from winning a motion that you know the insurance company would be like, oh, who cares that you won it? Let's go on to the next one. And we were, I was like, oh, this is really not, you know, feeding me and feeding my soul. And so um, I decided to go into a family pharmaceutical business um, with my husband. And um, it was it was great. And I had three, I have three kids now at the time I had two. And I decided, you know what, I really want to have a little bit better work life balance. And so I went into this business, and I was able to be general counsel for the business and really um, 
yeah, I love the business aspect of it. And it just, like I said, gave me a way better work-life balance. And it was, and initially we were like, this is great. We're in healthcare. We're actually like delivering life-saving medications to people. And um, we did a lot of work with some governmental agencies and, and just really made, we felt like we were making changes. But after being in that industry for a while, we really started to notice a lot of the abuses um, in the pharmaceutical industry, the overprescribing of medicines, um, the Band-Aid on the symptom, never getting to the root cause of the problem. Uh, we saw pharmaceutical reps that would come into our office and be excited about winning a bid and, and being excited about going to the doctors at the hospitals, telling them to lower a number to prescribe you know, a medicine, even though it wasn't necessary to maybe have a patient be on that medicine. So uh, we saw it with our family members. And so I just, I'm a really deep thinker. So is my husband, Billy. We read a lot of Norman Vincent Peale and Wayne Dyer and um, a lot of those self-improvement type of gurus out there. And um, we just decided we weren't doing our life's work. It wasn't the way we lived our lives with our own children. You know, I'd always, I'd let my kids kind of have a fever for a while before I would treat it because I knew that's the body's natural defense mechanism. Um, I just, I wasn't doing my life's work and either was my husband. And so we decided to kind of dive into the natural health space. We learned all about gut health. And then through honestly being at the right place at the right time, a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, um, we were able to get the a license, purchase the license for these very, very exclusive probiotic strains from London University, Dr. Simon Cutting. So it was it's been the most gratifying career journey I have ever been on, bar none. There's no doubt about that. Tina, I have a question for you. What changes did you notice in your skin when you were kind of working as an attorney and and involved in the pharmaceutical industry and, and all of that? Once you started to change your whole lifestyle, your whole way of being, really focusing on your body, mind, spirit, and energy attributes of yourself, what did you notice in the way that you felt and also just sort of that general glow to the skin? Because I like to unpack radiance and I'm always curious what this looks like in different individuals. Yeah. Well, while I was in law school, which was before I kind of had evolved and, you know, into a more of a natural health and wellness person, I noticed a lot of acne. The stress was unbelievable. Um, the hours I was keeping were crazy. And I just, I literally broke out with acne, you know, in my early twenties when, you know, in college, it wasn't that bad, but it was really in law school when I saw a lot of stress. Um, but then after, you know, once I started eating healthy and having a better lifestyle, more life work-life balance, um, I did start noticing my skin clearing up. I started noticing, like you said, that glow, you know, and just, you know, and, and it is amazing what lifestyle does to your skin. And, and I never underestimate lifestyle with anybody that I speak to. Yeah, it's really interesting because I'll see some people speak, for example, Jay Shetty, and you just see his eyes and just his way of being. And he has this this glow to him. And I'm curious, once you moved away from your different professional backgrounds and more into this health and wellness space, did you start to see that in people that you were connecting with? Yeah, 
Oh, definitely. I actually noticed it for myself recently because while we've been building this business, it's been really stressful. I'm way more stressful than law school, but I didn't realize it because I would tell myself, but I love this. This is great. And I, and I do love it. And I, but it was like, you can't do things. You can't work 24 seven any, you know, no matter what you're doing for your lifestyle and your life's work. So um, it, it is funny because I've noticed it recently. In fact, my sister-in-law just said to me like, Tina, your skin looks really good. And it's funny because I've really, um, I've taken a little bit of a step back and, and we have an amazing team and I really have been able to have so much of our team take over so many of the day-to-day um you know, roles that I used to do. I mean, I literally, my, my husband and I were running the business for probably the first three years on our own. And we had grown pretty significantly in three years. And I was answering the emails. I was answering the phone calls. I mean, I was, and then I was, you know, doing podcast interviews and doing high level contracts. So I was literally in the business. And then once I started to get out, I definitely noticed it. It is amazing how you wear your life on your face and your skin. It, it, it's incredible. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And it's, and it also is so humbling to kind of get to that point of like then delegating and knowing that it's actually the right thing to do because you are starting to see it in your face and in your mood. And you're like, okay, even though it might have been hard to give up some control, in turn, I actually am more productive because of that ability to do that. And you can see it physically and you feel it mentally. So let's dive into the science a little bit as we touch on what makes just thrive so unique because we know we live in a very saturated probiotic market right now. And so I'm curious if you can kind of just give us a high level overview of, you know, what sets Just Thrive apart from all the other probiotics that you might find on your shelf right now. Yeah, I love that question. Um, So basically Just Thrive is a 100% spore-based probiotic, like you had mentioned. It is a entirely different category of probiotics. So 95% or more of probiotics on the market are made up of lactobacillus and bifidobacter strains. And those strains were meant to reseed the gut, where the spores that are found in Just Thrive are meant to recondition the gut. And so let me kind of uh, use an analogy that I use a lot, but I think it's really, really Um, easy for people to understand it this way. So if you envision a garden and the garden has been stepped on and trampled on and there's weeds growing all over the garden and then there's plants that are growing and they've been like stepped on and trampled on and, um, and you kind of compare that to your gut. So in your gut, you've got all these microbes and there's like pathogenic, like the bad bacteria, and then there's the beneficial bacteria in the gut. Um, it's very similar to a garden. So the old idea of the lactobacillus and bifidobacter approach to probiotics was to throw seeds in that garden. Most of those seeds never even get there alive. Most probiotic strains are so sensitive that they can't even get to that garden alive or can't get to your intestines alive. But let's just say for argument purposes that they did. If they did get there, they might go in there and they may plant a plant here and there, but they're not doing anything with the weeds in the garden. They're not doing anything with those plants that are already there. They're just maybe making the plant a little bit, or the garden a little bit nicer because there's a few more plants in there, but they're not really making a change to the gut or to that garden. So now when you compare that to the spores that are found in Just Thrive, the spores go in, you throw them in the garden. And they actually get there 100% alive. They have the ability to attach to the soil. So when you compare it to your gut, they get to the intestines alive. They attach to the intestinal cell wall. Then they have the ability to um, um, get rid of the 
weeds in the garden. And then they also have the ability to bring those plants that have been stepped on and trampled on back to life. So in our gut, they're going in and they're helping the body get rid of some of the pathogenic bacteria. And they're not all of it because it's okay to have some. We need a balance. That's what it's trying to do. We need a nice, healthy microbial balance in the gut. And then they're also going in and taking your own bacteria that already belongs to you and helping it come back to life and to thrive. So it's a very, very different approach to gut health and why it's so effective. It's kind of like what I talked about with the pharmaceutical industry. You know, a lot of the probiotics on the market, 95 or more percent of them are are really maybe helping with a symptom. They're not getting to the root cause of the problem. These, the spores actually have the ability to shift the microbial balance favorably by up to 30%. We did a study on it over two and a half weeks by 30%. I mean, that's profound to see that type of a shift in the microbial um, health of your, you know, of your microbiome. So, it, I mean, really, that's the, the big difference is um, the survivability and the fact that it's actually making this change in the garden and making this change in the gut and that it's making, I mean, it works, you know, I mean, the, and one of the other big differences is the survivability aspect. I mean, the first study that we ever did on these strains was a survivability study. Silica Labs out of Chicago took the leading selling probiotic sold at a major health food store. It was a 50 billion count CFU product, died off 99% by the time it got to the intestines, where ours survived 100%. Since then, there have been third-party labs that have tested, you know, so many hundreds of probiotics out there that show that the majority of probiotics are dying before they ever get to the intestines. And people may say, well, why, why, you know, I've taken a probiotic and it actually did kind of help me a little. And, and that's true that dead bacteria will sometimes give you some symptomatic relief. And that's great. I mean, we want that. We want some symptomatic relief, but how much better is it to get to the root cause and actually, you know, help recondition that gut microbiome um, like you could do with a spore. So survivability is a huge difference. Your probiotic needs to be alive in the intestines, not in the refrigerator, it needs to be able to make the whole route, you know, from the bottle to your mouth to the heat of your body to the intestines. And so survivability is really a key component. Um, and then, you know, it just, it needs to work. You know, you want to feel good. You want to feel better. And that's probably one of the biggest differences. I've never seen such a loyal group of customers ever because of what we, how it's helped people in their own journeys to help. So I've done a fabulous interview with Francois Vicks. He's actually the CEO and founder of a nutraceutical company, been around for about 15 years. It's called Glycidin. He works with superoxide dismutase. And I've had him on my show, the Rachel Varga podcast, which is another one of uh, the shows that I have here. And he was saying that in order for the SOD to actually not get degraded in the hydrochloric acid found in the stomach and actually be able to make its way into the intestine, they do have to encapsulate the SOD with a very small amount of gluten. Now, this amount of gluten is well below the daily allowable limit for someone who has gluten intolerance or celiac. And I'm just curious, do you also use that methodology to protect the probiotics? No, not at all. Actually, this is the greatest part about this is that we are not actually doing any type of enterocoding or putting anything specialized around our strains. These are actually the strains that were found in the environment. And that's what we love about this. It goes back to the way we, our ancestors used to get these strains. They ate from the soil. They had roots and tubers that were loaded with these 
bacillus strains, which are the type of spores are called bacillus strains. And so these bacillus strains actually naturally have this or this coating around them. We'll call it an endospore shell around them. And it's nothing that we've done or Dr. Simon Cutting at Melinda University has done to put a shell on. These are just the way they're found in the environment. Um, and so they really truly are nature's true probiotic. They are nature's true probiotic to get through the gastric system because they, when you swallow them, they're in their dormant state. So spores, the reason they call them endospores is they are in their, when they're in their dormant state, they have this endospore shell around itself, around, them, around themselves. And when you swallow it, it that spore is over it and it stays over it. It's not until it hits the intestines that it recognizes it in as its home and it takes the intest the the shell off the endospore shell off so it actually that's where it becomes alive and it goes into its live vegetative cell state so it is literally nature working at its finest and um you know in addition to the probiotic line that you kind of you know first started and really kind of took off and became um you know something that i started taking and was really excited to try and have shared with other friends because of this science you also have a uh, quite a few new bundles on your website as well and i know rachel has some here and i'd love for you to kind of maybe walk through the five that we have right now and kind of talk about some of your favorite things about each one of them and what they can help with the body and why you would want to take a probiotic with a prebiotic and vitamin K2. And, and and I also would love for you to get into the Just Thrive IgG because that is definitely something I've been taking and I've been feeling better, but I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on what's actually happening in the body with that. So let's let's have Rachel kind of um, Vanna White it and uh, you'll show us some of the uh, the different supplements that we have. And Tina, you can kind of just walk us through the main properties. Sure. So I will definitely start with the probiotic. So that was our flag. That is our flagship product. It is what, you know, caused us to get into this business. So our uh, probiotic is so unique, as I already kind of mentioned, that it's its ability to survive and um, its ability to actually recondition the gut. So like I had mentioned, the first study that we did was a survivability study. And we know that these strains are surviving 100%. The very definition of a probiotic is that it needs to arrive alive in the intestines. So um, it's really, really important that you have a probiotic that survives and actually makes a change in the gut microbiome. Um, like I said, the other study that we did was um, a, um, oh my gosh, what now what's it called? The um, Oh my gosh, I'm having a a brain freeze here. But it it was a study that showed that we caused a 30% favorable shift in in the gut. And this was... um, done by Ghent University, one of the only two, um, it's a gut model study, sorry, a gut model study was done on the probiotic and it showed that after two and a half weeks, it caused a 30% favorable shift. But what is most exciting about the probiotic, in my opinion, is a groundbreaking study that was published in 2017 on leaky gut. So we all know how, you know, our most of us know what leaky gut is. Leaky gut is exactly what it sounds like. You know, your gut is leaking. So toxins that are found in your gut are not, that are not really problematic um, are starting to seep into your bloodstream where it becomes very problematic and causes this inflammatory response. And we now know that leaky gut is really the cause of virtually every disease out there. I mean, from 
you know, the, the autoimmune disease, which people a lot of times associated with it, but you know, no, people aren't normally thinking of anxiety, depression, um, heart disease, um, cancer, diabetes, all of these things are all related to the leakiness of your gut. Um, and of course, skin health is a huge aspect. I mean, we know that we see it all the time with skin rashes. People will say, oh, if I have a skin rash, Feel free to do your topical stuff, but you need to address your gut first. But the leaky gut study is was the first of its kind, and as far as I know, it's the only study out there, both in the natural health and wellness space and the pharmaceutical industry, that actually showed that these spores showed a forty-two um, percent reduction in LPS toxins from leaking into the bloodstream. Um, so LPS toxins are found in our gut, like I said, all you know, all the time. Um, they're the outer cell membrane of gram-negative bacteria, and when they shed, 60% of our bacteria is uh, gram-negative bacteria, and when they shed, then they produce these um, LPS toxins. When these LPS toxins seep into the bloodstream, they are very problematic. And so the probiotic actually has a leaky gut study on it showing that it's reducing LPS toxins by 42%. And the scary part about it is the study that was done by University of North Texas Actually, they tested the, the placebo group, and the placebo group actually showed a 30% increase after 30 days of being, you know, they did a 30-day study on it. And uh, basically, the treated group saw a 42% reduction. The treated, the placebo group saw a 30% increase. What that's telling us is that when you have a leaky gut, it just makes that permeability so much worse. And so um, so the probiotic is really excited. I always say it's ground zero for health. Um, no matter what, you know, I, I've heard a couple interviews from people, from doctors that say, if you could take three supplements on a, you know, if you're going to be on an island, which three would you choose? And, you know, they always, all of them have a probiotic because we know that your gut is responsible for virtually every aspect of our overall health. So I would always encourage everybody to start with a probiotic that is, like I said, ground zero for health. Um, and then of course, you know, that's to recondition the gut, but then we also need to help you know, take care of that garden. Now we're, we're fixing up the garden, but now we need to feed the good bacteria. And that's where the prebiotic comes in. And so you would think as a probiotic company, company, a gut health supplement company, we would have launched a prebiotic right away. Well, we didn't because we really believe that we only want to bring products that are missing in the market and really needed in the market. And what I, we were worried about with the prebiotic is that a lot of prebiotics, um, they could feed the, the good guys, you know, like the good plants in the garden, but they are also feeding the weeds in the garden. And so a lot of times people will take a prebiotic and it makes the situation worse. So we have found um, particular oligosaccharides that will only target the beneficial bacteria. And so we definitely, so it was really important that we only found prebiotic fibers that only target the beneficial bacteria. So it's basically the food for the garden. You know, think of it as like the fertilizer for your garden. It's the fertilizer for the good beneficial bacteria in your gut. Um, and so then our IgG is very exciting. You are absolutely right, Katie, because um, it is also one of my very favorite products. Um, and we've been downing it like crazy, um, just you know, given the world we're living in, because it's such a, also a great immune support. Of course, the probiotic is first and foremost, we know 70 to 80% of our um, immune system is found in our gut lining. Um, if there's one thing you need to take care of to support your immune system, it's your gut, because so much of your immune system is found there. Um, and so the IgG is another support for that. It's great. Immune, IgG stands for immunoglobulin G. 
Immunoglobulin G is one of the most common antibodies found in our body, and its job is to bind and neutralize toxins and, and have them safely remove them from the body. So this provides, our IgG provides the body with 25% more immunoglobulins in the gut. So kind of, you know, helping the body get rid of like bind and neutralize those toxins and help them be safely removed from the body. Tina, before we get uh, ahead of ourselves with um, with the other supplements, let's talk talk about the toxins for a second because you know there are so many environmental toxins that we're facing every day. I mean, from air pollution to EMFs and all of that. What are some of the biggest toxins that you found that um, your your probiotic supplements and line have been able to kind of help people address? Yeah, that is uh, also an amazing question because I'm so glad you brought that up because there are so many offenders to our gut. We are microbial beings. I mean, we are a hundred times or 10 times more bacterial than we are human cells. And yet we live in this very antimicrobial world. And one of the biggest offenders I would say are glyphosate. So the active ingredient in Roundup is so offensive to our gut health. And yet it's in all the food we eat. Even, I mean, of course, I would strongly encourage everybody to eat organic, but we can't even eat organic and be completely rid of them because now it's found in our rainwater. Um, it is really, it's it's just a sad state of affairs that we have glyphosate in all of our food supply. And, and the worst part, because one of the other big offenders is antibiotics, antibiotics both that we take. And of course, antibiotics save lives. And if, if people need to take antibiotics, of course, but the CDC did a study showing that um, over 50% of antibiotics are were actually not necessary that were prescribed. Um, so we have to be really mindful of when we take a pro antibiotic. Of course, again, I want to reiterate, they save lives and at times they are very necessary, but you don't want to take an antibiotic. You know, if anything, it's, or a, you know, an antibiotic is going to actually hinder your body's own defense mechanism to, to fight an infection. Cause like I said, your immune system is in there. So, um, but antibiotics, of course, they're detrimental to our gut because they kill the bad bacteria along with the good bacteria. The problem with glyphosates is that they're only targeting the bad bacteria. I mean, only targeting the good bacteria in our gut. So they're not even targeting the bad bacteria in our gut. So they're actually worse than antibiotics. And yet it's being sprayed all over our food supply. So that's another one. I mean, all this hand sanitizer is so detrimental to the health of our microbiome. Um, I've never been a huge hand sanitizer person. I will admit the first week or so of the pandemic, I, I was like, well, maybe I should do this. So my, even though I know I shouldn't, it was like, maybe I should do this. I don't know what's going on. I mean, we were so scared and freaked out by everything that I even started doing it. Now I'm, I won't even touch it because it's like we live in such a, it's just killing off our microbes, which is really the essence of our immune system. A lot of household cleaners too. You know, there was a study that showed that, um, the the cleaning products that say like kill 90 kills 99% of the bacteria in your home had a high kids with a higher incidence of allergies. So, I mean, it's really, we've got to be very mindful of the world that we're living in laundry detergents, personal care products, all of those things are really wreaking havoc on our, our, our overall health and particularly our microbiome health, because we need to be supporting the microbes that live in and on us. Just as a quick jumping off point, because I think you raised a very, very good concern that I certainly have had in light of everything going on with the pandemic is this proliferation and overuse of hand sanitizer and wearing masks all the time. 
you know, I know we're not doctors here, but maybe you can kind of just give us your own personal kind of foreshadowing of what you think that could potentially have, you know, what could happen to our microbiomes as a result of this long-term use of hand sanitizer? And, you know, are we kind of essentially making ourselves, you know, immune to some of the good bacteria that we would become in natural, you know, contact with as a result of wearing masks and really kind of shielding ourselves from other people? What could, what kind of long-term ramifications could that have? I'll even mention that I had some serious impact on my oral cavity. So like my my oral microbiome, right? With the drying out in my mouth that impacts your gums, especially when you have your mask on and you're not breathing through your nose, you're breathing through your mouth. So your gums get dry. So I went to my dentist for a cleaning and he said, you know, chomp on a vitamin E capsule. Here's a really great locally made mouth rinse that's going to help to lubricate your mouth. So if you're noticing changes in your mouth and your teeth, that's a quick tip. Stop breathing through your mouth. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I saw that with um, my daughter actually the other day. She goes, I feel like I'm grinding my teeth whenever I have my mask on. You know, I think that's, a, and I've heard that from several people now. So we we definitely, yeah, there are definitely um, a lot of, and again, I, I, like you said, Katie, I am not a doctor. I am not a scientist. And um, there are a lot of very smart people out there that, you know, speak about this. But I think my common sense just keeps coming out through this. And by, you know, the hand sanitizer is so detrimental to our microbiome. We are killing, we are more bacteria. We need to be supporting our bacteria in our, the microbiome that's in, in and on us. It's not just in our gut, it's on our skin, as we talked about. I mean, it, it's everywhere and it's, it's really indica- indicative of our overall health. And, um, you know, as far as the masks, again, it, you know what, the best way I could explain the way I feel the pandemic has been handled with this is that it's like modern medicine. And one of the reasons I wanted to get out of it, it's like, it's very tunnel vision. You know, we're looking at one thing when we're not thinking about, I think of these babies, my cousin had a baby recently. And like this one-year-old is literally not around other human beings and not developing her own immune system. And I think it's going to weaken our immune system by doing this, by killing off our microbes, by not being around other people and touching people and getting that skin to skin contact. I mean, these are things that are really real. The alcohol abuse, the depression, anxiety, everything that's going on, that has a direct effect on our gut health. And so um, I just would love for our country to be looking at the larger picture. I mean, there are so many other factors um, that are involved in our immune health. And it's not just killing off microbes. In fact, like I said, I mean, there are studies that show killing off microbes is actually detrimental to your body's ability to fight off infections. So um, I I definitely think that those are, you know, two really, I don't know, I I don't know that I necessarily agree with them. (laughs) So yeah, even as a nurse for over 10 years, I even through my nursing training, I was like, oh, this hand sanitizer, I'd rather just wash my hands and then put on a nice moisturizer because your hands just get wrecked from the uh, from from washing so much. But I would rather do that than apply hand sanitizer. That was my thought from the get go. Yeah, I've always said that, Rachel. I've always been about, you know, washing hands and rather than using hand sanitizer. I didn't even have I didn't even own a bottle of hand sanitizer when this happened. So it was pretty interesting. Yeah, just the other day, there I was forced to put one on going into a store, and it smelled toxic. Like, you could smell all of these chemicals, and you're like, oh my gosh, what did I just put on my hands? I think I need to wash my hands now from the hand sanitizer. It, You know, we could go on a whole, you know, 
discussion just on hand sanitizer. But I thank you so much, Tina, for really kind of sharing some of your own personal experience and, you know, even your your personal story about like, you know, kids growing up in this kind of environment and what kind of implications that's going to have on their microbiomes. Because I think that is really important and is one of the reasons why we wanted you to have come on the show and talk about some of these products that can actually help support you during this time, you know. So um, let's talk about the last two big supplements that, you know, we I'm, I've been trying and really been enjoying, including the gluten away. And then we also have vitamin, um, the K2-7. And I'd love for you to talk about how those go hand in hand with the prebiotics and the probiotics to really help, you know, fortify your gut. Yeah, yeah. So the gluten away um, is meant for people who have accidental exposure to gluten. It is not in any way to suggest that, oh, you could, you know, it's not your free pass to gluten. And I definitely want to make that very clear. And so I love that accidental exposure. That was really cute. <laughs> Considering, you know, we're having, you know, meals and, and family meals with the holidays all of, all the time, right? It's like I accidentally had carbohydrates. <laughs> Well, and I mean, the thing is, some people who, you know, avoid gluten because they know they're in, they have an intolerance and some have more dramatic ones than others. But people with celiac, I mean, even trace amounts of gluten could really wreak havoc neurologically. I mean, all different kinds of ways for people with celiac. So, um, and we found out that like 50%, up to 50% of foods that are, there was a study done that 50% of foods that are labeled gluten-free actually were not had trace amounts of gluten in it. And so you really, really want to be careful for that. And so um, the gluten away, it has one of the, it's called tolerase G, one of the most um, incredible enzymes in there that actually has been shown to break apart the gluten to, to like non-existent to non-toxic amount of gluten in the system. So it was a really thought out formulation. It was formulated with Dr. Tom O'Brien, who of course is, you know, the gluten expert out there. So, um, and we have a couple of the probiotic strains in there, but it's really meant for the accidental exposure, the, the exposure, people who have, you know, really severe intolerance when they're going out to dinner and maybe take it five minutes before your meal is about to arrive, or you bought a gluten-free frozen pizza. And, you know, you don't know if truly that, I guess the gluten-free frozen pizzas were the biggest offenders that had trace amounts of gluten in them. So that's what it's meant for. It's also meant for people. Gluten is not good for anybody. I mean, whether or not you identify yourself as, as someone with gluten intolerance, it's not good. We know that it's causing more leakiness of the gut, more permeability of that gut lining. So we really want to stay away from gluten. So, you know, great to have five minutes before a meal. And then um, the vitamin K2 is, um, it's interesting because it's not really a gut health supplement. Um, and the, again, we are focused on gut health, but we also will only bring products that are missed and needed in the market. And it was really important for us to bring vitamin K2 because there is, we're just starting to get some more um, exposure of that, the importance of that vitamin out there. So the role of vitamin K27 is to remove, help the body remove calcium from the arteries like the heart and move it where it belongs in the bone. And so it's really, really important that when you're taking calcium, if you're taking vitamin D, that you are supplementing with K2. Ours is a pharmaceutical grade. A lot of K2 has trouble being stable um, on the store shelf or, you know, on the Amazon shelf. Um, and so it basically is um, we know that these, we could guarantee stability till the expiration date on the bottle. So um, really great to actually, and we also included um, 
zinc and magnesium, two of the main cofactors in um, vitamin K2. So its job is to remove calcium from the body and put it into the bone. And we know tons of people are taking vitamin D right now, which is great. There's a lot of studies on that, but you cannot be taking vitamin D without vitamin K2. Because if you have, I mean, that is what causes a lot of this vitamin K2 deficiency, which leads to osteoporosis and um, heart disease. And um, yeah, so those are, those. Are, that's kind of where we're at with a lot of our products. So let's do a little case study for a second here, Tina, while I have you, you know, only the creator and founder of a massive probiotic, prebiotic company. So I did some gut testing recently and I have my results here and there's a few things that I need and Katie, you can throw those up so Tina can see this. So with the, the three different things that I need that have been determined that I need through gut testing which of the products would you say recommend for me? Okay, um, definitely the probiotic and the prebiotic. Um, reason being, so um, th- this is another big distinction between the probiotic, that our probiotic, the spores, and the majority of probiotics on the market is that we don't put lactobacillus rhamnosus GG in our products. But yet we know that by putting the spores in, they're going to help your body bring all of those, you know, strains that are already necessary, they're already there, help bring them back to life. So we are not like, we're not going to suggest, I mean, it's fine to take lactobacillus rhamnosus GG. I have no problem with it. It's a great, it's a great strain, but you just have to make sure that you actually get the GG because a lot of companies will say, oh, I have got lactobacillus rhamnosus, but they don't have the GG. Well, all the studies were done on the GG. That's what's important that you need to, but the, the probiotic for sure is going to help help bring that garden back to life. And then the prebiotics is going to help create diversity. We have a study on diversity that it's actually the prebiotic and the probiotic together are creating diversity, um, both in the uh, variation of bacteria and the amount of bacteria in the gut. So definitely recommend taking the probiotic and the prebiotic for that. Wonderful. So will that cover my bases with uh, the different strains that I, that I need? Yeah, it, sh- it absolutely should um, because it goes in and, and, and the thing is sometimes with stool testing too, it's, it's only, we always say the, sometimes the problem with stool testing is that it measures, if you say like, is the city of Chicago safe, for example, and it goes to measure one side, one section of Chicago and that section is safe, but then you go to another section and it's not safe. So sometimes we don't know, um, you know, maybe another part of your gut mi- microbiome is actually does is not lacking those particular strains. So, um, but yeah, I definitely think that you should take the, you know, the spores because it's going to go in and going to help your own bacteria that already belongs to you come to life. Since Rachel brought up the Viome test, I've taken my Viome test as well. I'm not going to go through my results on this episode, maybe another time. But I do, I am curious, Tina, have you guys looked at case studies with people taking Just Thrive for a period of time and then doing a microbiome test and seeing kind of what the results are like? Or maybe you can kind of expand upon like how quickly you've started to see results in people and what kind of studies you've done to kind of ascertain what's happening in their gut. Yeah. So we haven't done case studies per se. We've taught, we've had like anecdotal studies where people would tell us like, oh my God, I did, I, I was low in this and I started taking your probiotic and now all of a sudden I have high levels of it and it's all good. And so we've seen that kind of stuff, but no scientific studies. Mo- our studies have just been, we've been doing like the human clinical trials. Um, 
on, I mean, we have like 13 clinical trials on our spores, which is unheard of in the supplement industry, as you know, you know. So we we haven't done any of that because because of some of the I think biome testing is great, microbiome testing is so great and it's such a step in the right direction. I just think that we still need there's so much more that we're gonna learn from it, you know, moving on. And I, I think it's just hard to know for sure that the a particular study is going to really measure your entire microbiome. So that, so we haven't really studied that. We try to do things that are a little bit more, you know, just human-based, scientific-based. Don't you love it when you have a, a nutraceutical company and then other third parties start doing your research research for you? I've noticed that with, with some of the other great ones that are on the market, like the one I mentioned earlier. He's like, Francois said, I don't even have to pay for the studies anymore because all the other companies are curious about how it's going to impact this, that. And then I can just share that research on the website to our clients, which is fabulous. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know anybody that's done it with our particular product, but I can't wait for them to because they're not cheap. <laughs> that is for sure. So, Tina, I'd love to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about the future of Just Thrive and what's really next for the company. I did happen to see re- very recently that you guys just launched a Just Pets probiotic, and maybe you can kind of talk a little bit about that. And I have many friends who have cats and dogs. And is it just for dogs right now? Or are you looking for one that's going to come out? for cats and parakeets and all sorts of, of you know, your at-home furry friends. Um, maybe you can just walk us through why you would want to give a probiotic to your dog, even if they're healthy. Yep. Yep. Well, um, dogs get leaky guts too. So um, it's, you know, they're outside eating, you know, animal droppings and getting into garbage and getting, you know, that are really wreak havoc on their intestinal tract. And so um, we actually did a study on it um, on leaky gut in dogs. And it showed that we we found that actually um, these strains that we put in the gut in just pets actually started reducing the, like, I think it was 45% reduction in LPS toxins in the, in the dog's microbiome. So it's a first of its kind, you know, a leaky gut study on dogs. And the only reason we kind of are marketing it towards dogs is just because that was what the study was on. But there's no reason to believe it wouldn't be great for cats. In fact, one of the reasons we launched it, why we started doing research and launching it is that so many of our customers were using it for their own dogs, tummy troubles. And so, um, and they saw so much improvement in, in their sleep, in their, um, you know, in their, um, flatulence, less flatulence and all that kind of stuff. So who doesn't like that? Right. Um, but so many people, you know, they just would open our, our probiotic and then they would sprinkle it on their food and it would be fine. And so we decided to do something that was more flavorful for the dog and, and, and with strains that were actually studied in dogs. So, uh, but there's no reason to believe it wouldn't be perfectly safe and beneficial for cats. You mentioned sprinkling the supplements. I actually had a client um, that I met with online. She's, I think, from California. We were talking about nutraceuticals for the skin and all sorts of things. And she shared with me that she actually has a sensitivity to a lot of the, the casings that are around products. So can you, in fact, safely sprinkle things on your food, you know, the your supplements, and then have them actually be absorbed in the intestine without the casing and not get broken down in the stomach due to the high acid content? Yes, absolutely. That's such a great question. When you, um, like the probiotic, we say all the time, open the capsules, mix it with food. You could actually, we have a study that showed it survived 
Um, you could bake with them. They survived baking up to 455 degrees. So you could, oh, you know, cool. I know it's so awesome for moms too, who want to like hide it from the, I, I used to put it in my son's piping hot oatmeal and they, he would eat it all the time. And so um, they, it's tasteless, colorless, odorless. So nobody would even know it's there. So absolutely you could do that with all of the products. Um, what the, I can't remember one of them. I, I I'll remember, but one of them, um, they recommend, uh, but, but yeah, most of them are totally fine to open. And some yeah. don't taste as good. Like they might not have a great taste, but they're perfectly fine. And is that because the, the spores in the product are naturally encased in that very tough, durable encasing that we find in spores, which is what allows it to survive in the environment and then cross pollinate and plant and all that stuff? Exactly. That's exactly it. It's there's no type of enter coating or anything that's being done. It's literally the the capsule is there for convenience for people, and that's about it. I like to call them immortal strains. Is that completely wrong? <laughs> no, that's exactly what they are. That's what's so cool. Like they're just smart bacteria. Bacteria talks to each other all the time. I mean, it's, this is not a new novel concept. Bacteria they communicate with each other, and that's what these are. Just the same bacteria that our ancestors got. Like when we were like when our ancestors were born, they never got lactobacillus and bifidobacter strains from the environment. They got bacillus strains from the environment. You weren't getting, you know, like, like that was the only time, the only time you were inoculated with lactobacillus and bifidobacter strains was through um, childbirth, through close skin to skin contact, breastfeeding. But after that, you were not getting any more lactobacillus from the environment. You are getting bacillus strains from the environment. And that's a huge distinction. We're just going back to the way nature provided our gut health. And unfortunately, our soil now is so depleted. It's so empty of all the nutrients that we need that we don't have, we aren't able to get them abundantly in our soil. If you go to certain areas of the world that have been, you know, that are much cleaner and untouched, you will find these bacillus strains and there'd be no reason to take our probiotic. So Tina, if I go walk in the woods by myself and there's, you know, farms on each side of my house here and I touch the foliage, touch the trees, I'm just kind of reaching for information here. But is there any nice transfer of uh, bacteria through even just contacting the earth and the environment around you? Oh, yeah, I definitely there are definitely benefits of it. I mean, definitely. It just unfortunately in the Western world, even when we live in nature, we're still dealing with the rainwater, with the glyphosate. So it's still really, you know, not an ideal situation. But I would always encourage to you to everybody to be out in nature as much as possible, as far removed from, you know, the industrial lives that we all live in. So in the commercial lives that we all live in and just get out in nature and, and for the health, the mental health benefits too, which of course have a direct effect on the health of your microbiome. And that that's what I think is so interesting is that it's not like, I feel like taking a probiotic and a spore-based probiotic in particular is literally ground zero, but there are so many other things that are so important, like taking those walks, walks in nature that, that really do affect your microbiome in a positive way. Um, not just from getting the bacterial exposure, but from actually just breathing the fresh air and, you know, being in sunlight and getting the sun, you know, on your skin and, and feeling and being around trees and all that. And that's why I always feel bad for these people working out on a, we're on a, you know, my husband and I would go on bike rides all the time on this trail. And it's like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone's wearing masks. And I'm like, oh my God, this whole, it's so like so important to get the, 
you know, get your lungs, get that oxygen out there. It's like one of the most beneficial things we could do right now. And it's just, it's, but yes, go out on the walk. It's such a great idea. Yeah. That's a weekly practice I do. I go three hours into the woods, no sour reception, going on the logging roads and I am drinking out of the streams and the waterfalls and all that sweet jazz at least once a week. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I, would, I need to start implementing that in my life. Three, three hours without a cell phone. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It's great. Yeah. I was actually just going to ask you because I thought it would segue nicely. Um, I, I have a similar practice to Rachel. I usually do half an hour meditations in the morning where I'll just go on a walk and sometimes I'll take my shoes off and do a bit of grounding. So I'm curious what your like meditation and grounding practices are just to get a little bit into that woo-woo side of things and, um, you know, but kind of reconnecting to the earth and feeling some of those health benefits. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. I wake up every morning and do my deep breathing. I use the heart math machine. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but I use that. I love that. I just think it just kind of helps me guide me in my breathing. Um, I do about 20 minutes of that. And then I do I do my meditation, but I'm not really, I haven't mastered it yet. So I'm, I'm still working on it. I, I'm absolutely convinced that not everybody can meditate because I'm like, I have tried for years. I mean, I do it. I meditate, but I don't, I'm not I'm not as like, I feel like the breathing is, is more beneficial for me. So I do that. And then I, I work out almost every day outside, even in the winters here in Chicago. Um, I dress up warmly and, you know, I, I love bike riding. I, I go on bike rides a lot with my husband and that's usually, you know, a couple times a week and, and we go in the woods. When I go on my walks, I just do it around the neighborhood, which isn't as peaceful and serene, but it's still wonderful to be outside. That's beautiful. Well, Tina, is there anything else you'd like to share with us about the future of the company um, and what we can kind of expect to see in the next five to 10 years with Just Thrive? Um, yeah, actually, we have um, a new, some new products coming out in the next couple of weeks, actually, um, an immunity product that, of course, was very, very thought out and was not just rushed to judgment on, you know, so another one to support our immune system. We have a, a, something called Gut Fortify, which is a polyphenol blend that's going to create some mucosal support, which is really exciting. And then we have another surprise one coming out in a couple months. So um so really good stuff coming. And again, you know what? One of the biggest core values of our company is empowerment because we love to empower people um, to take control of their health. And I just really appreciate that you guys do a podcast like this to help people get educated on this. You guys are doing the research and, and really helping people to know what they don't know even, you know, and I think that um, we are the same way. We really want to help people empower them to like live their best lives and don't just take, my doctor told me I need to be on this prescription for granted. You know, sometimes there's a place for prescriptions for acute <laughs> situations. And again, I, I never discount that, but it's not necessarily a place for a chronic condition. Let's get to the cause of what's going on. And and podcasts like yours are so empowering to people. And I just thank you for doing that. And um, if there's anything anyone needs, you know, just look at us at info at justthrivehealth.com. And if our customer um, service agents are incredible human beings. I'm telling you, they are the best out there. They love speaking with our with our customers. That's great. And I have a question for you. So skin is obviously my wheelhouse. And uh, one of my lovely friends, Dr. Erica Gray, she's one of the uh, creators of my toolbox genomics. She's a pharmacist as well. And 
I did a consultation for her, for her skin, because uh, rachelvarga.ca, you can book a one-on-one session with me and I'll kind of go through your skin, what's going on, how to kind of maximize what you're doing at home and in the clinic. But a lot of people, including her, she was like, oh, I get all these wonderful products at my pharmacy and it's, you know, prebiotics and probiotics in my in skincare products and I've used it. I don't really think I notice a huge difference. Rachel, what do you think? So why don't I ask you, because is this a thing? It's kind of like, you know, uh, CBD and skincare. Is it a craze? Pre-probiotics and skincare. Is that a craze? What's your take on that? Yeah, well, I my knowledge base is really based on the gut and the and the um, impact it has on our skin health, and and we can't ever underestimate that enough. I mean, when there is any type of issue going on with your skin, whether it's something like eczema or psoriasis, or whether it's you know acne, or whether it's just red patch patches, it is first and foremost, uh, you know, is it's an indication that you have an imbalance going on in your gut. Um, you know, CBD, there's a lot of study on, studies on CBD when it comes to inflammation. And of course, if you have inflammation going on, that's not beneficial for your skin health. So, I mean, I haven't seen any studies on CBD and your skin health particularly, but um, it's all very interesting, you know, that all these things are so intertwined with each other. So um, I, I, my expertise is really on the impact on the gut with the skin. So um, I'm still learning myself about other topical things. I may need to have a consult with you, Rachel, about other topical things for my skin. So, um, but I, I do think if, if CBD is truly helping people with inflammation and inflammatory responses, it's, it should have an effect on your, on your skin health, but I just haven't seen any of the research on it. Yeah, I look forward to this expansion of research with pre-probiotics and all of that. But word to the word to the wise here, everyone listening, do not buy into the trends because once they pass that seven, eight year rule in my books, then I'll start to incorporate them. Yes, that might kind of pigeonhole me away from being super innovative, but I do this in an effort to help people save time and money and wasting their energy on things that are trendy, but might not actually be backed by clinical research. So do you kind of take that approach too, Tina? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many trends out there, especially now with immune health and, and it's, it's just, there's so many trends out there. So absolutely. I always say you got to stick to the science and the data. That's, that's my motto. <laughs> Yeah, mine too. And I feel like it really elevates the supplement industry. One of the reasons we've done this and put so much of our resources into research and human clinical trials, I mean, it's unheard of for supplement companies to have human clinical trials, let alone as many as we have. But I want people to go to supplements, but I don't want them to go to supplements and then have something that doesn't work. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, forget it. That was a, that was snake oil. I want them to go to supplements and really decide, gosh, this is really making a difference. And, and there are studies on it. And now it's elevated the standards in the supplement industry, which is going to help all the other supplement companies out there that are really doing the right things. Because um, I'm not in competition with other supplement companies. I'm in competition with Big Pharma. And that's the way I look at it. Um, I just want other supplement companies that are doing the right thing and, and doing research and bringing good products to you know customers and people. It, that's that's what our, where our focus needs to be on. I definitely feel you because I write academic articles myself. I wrote one last year. You can actually just Google my name, Rachel Varga, PubMed. You'll find my paper and I'm actually writing one now. And similar to you, I do it to elevate the, you know, aesthetic nursing, aesthetic medicine practice so that other providers can offer their clients the highest level of care possible with innovative techniques. 
Absolutely. That's awesome that you do that, Rachel. I love that. We're big nerds. Yeah, I know. And, you know, as, as they say, like, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. And what you guys are doing at Just Drive is really helping create some groundwork for all supplement companies to kind of, you know, take note of. And um, I think, you know, it's just it's it's about education and really helping put really good products in front of people. And so hopefully we can see a sea change, uh, pun intended, with with uh, the supplement industry in the next few years and big pharma. So thank you so much, Tina. We will absolutely, in the show notes uh, here for this podcast, we will give all our listeners a special code in which to try your products. And we will give all the information on how to get in touch and learn more about Just Thrive, the probiotics and all the pun- all the bundles and all the Just Thrive pets. If you have some furry ones at home, they have some ama- amazing line of supplements. And so we are so excited to kind of teach our audience and, and viewers about um, what you guys are doing at Just Thrive. So thank you again so much for being on here, for taking the time to talk to us. And we look forward to future interviews. Thank you, ladies. It was a lot of fun. Thank you.